everything is very beautiful everything is very clean very high level when you look at oh my gosh this is my dream or what you sing like that but when people eating you see and the people like very cold and very bad so you don't want to stay here any one minute Mirgo Tursun, a Uyghur Muslim, is talking about China and comparing it to Egypt, where she attended college. That's also where she met and married the love of her life and where she gave birth to her set of triplets. In the second episode of our very special Mommy While Muslim series on the Uyghur, we follow Marigold to Egypt for college and then discover the tragedies that await her when she heads back to China for a family visit. The events are horrifying and shed light on the atrocities happening in Xinjiang behind the Great Wall. I'm Zeba Hassan. And I'm Uzma Jaffrey. In the last episode, we introduced you to Marigold Dorsen, a Uyghur Muslim who spent her younger years in Xinjiang, China, a place she calls her homeland. When she was about 10 years old, when she took a government-sponsored test, it allowed her to study outside of Xinjiang. Marigold admits it was a better school with more resources, but teachers and administrators performed a type of brainwashing specifically on Uyghur Muslims almost forcing her to forget her native language and her village in Xinjiang. Despite the setbacks, she did well. She learned Chinese, math, history, culture, everything living in a modern society has to offer. Everything was going well until she got older. In 2009, the Chinese government began terrorizing the Uyghur people, not only in Xinjiang, but all around China. That includes near Marigold School where authorities killed a Uyghur factory worker. Miracle says she took a video of the killing. And I say, oh my gosh, why did you do that? And then after three, three days, and then in my homeland, I'm fighting too much Chinese government killed the Uyghur people. The second day, more than 10 police coming to our school and they come to our class and they say, who was the Uyghur in there? In my class have more than 45 student. Only me is Uyghur. They tell me go out with them. They put my hand handcuff. This is my first time police give me my handcuff. That time I was 16 year old. I cannot say anything. I am very scary and they take me to police station. Let me stay in the police station eight days. Do you know any Uyghur and uh, just uh, contact with you in, in your hometown? And uh, have anybody uh, attend this fighting yesterday in Urumqi? Have anybody f- dead from your family? I told the police, I don't know anything. Why uh, Why I am this? Why only me? And then I, I realized, I asked police, I am also Chinese and you are also Chinese. Why you don't ask from another student? Why only me? Because he told me, because you are Uyghur, because you are from Xinjiang. For Miracle, the writing was on the wall. After being handcuffed, held for eight days, and seeing the violence for herself, she was knew it was time to escape. Miracle finished up her high school years in China and continued with her college education. But she was faced with a decision. Either take a job in security, a job that the government wanted her to take, or go to college in another country. She chose college in Egypt. But getting there wasn't easy, mainly because she needed a student visa. So I, I applied more than one and a half year. I pay too much money. And then finally I get my passport and then I go to Egypt. So I continue my studies that time. 
Here's this 20-something starting her life in a new country, far from the life that she knew in China. I'm very excited. Very, very excited. I cannot sleep, you know. I cannot sleep. And then I, like, think, oh, how about what this country looks like, what, and then... And I am too much want to go before. I search about a lot of Google from internet, the people wear what, eat what, like what, like everything. That excitement was soon squelched after stepping foot off the plane in Cairo. When I come to Egypt, I feel like, oh my gosh, have car walking in this street, have a lot of donkey going with car together, like... Like, street is very poor. I think, oh my gosh, what is this? Miracle discovered at first glance that compared to China, Cairo was, let's just say there was a lot to be desired. This country is like no big building, everywhere trash, and then like, like you know, too much donkey and like very beautiful and big country in China. China, I never ever, because I stay in Guangzhou, very beautiful and big country in China. Marigold took some time to compare and contrast China with Egypt. She soon discovered that the beauty of living in China is only skin deep. Everything was bright, clean, shiny, and technologically advanced in China. But, and this is a big but, the beauty of living in Cairo was much deeper. It went well into the city's soul. After, after I stay one month, I love this country. You know, because yes, people are very, very nice with you. And then food is very nice and very clean. And people is very smart and very respect. It took about a month or so for Marigold to begin fitting into her Egyptian life. She says she had two great college roommates, and she adds she evolved as a Muslim. She ultimately married a Muslim man whom she considers to be the love of her life. They had triplets, two boys and a girl. Just a few months before graduation, she got a call from her parents. Just like any grandparent, they wanted to see their grandkids. So that time, I started to receive phone call from my parents parents want me coming faster faster please we need to we need you coming we want to see our um kids your kids we have waiting a special day for you so i urgent want going but my husband say please don't go that time i think this is something not normal marigold is about to embark on a journey that will change her life the lives of her children and will leave her husband in limbo just a few months before graduating, beginning a new career with her husband at her side and without the pressures of living in China, Marigold packs her bags and leaves her adopted homeland of Egypt for China, a country she considered as cold. Miracle had big plans, visit her family, introduce her infants to their grandparents, and reintroduce herself to her roots. But things won't go as planned. As Marigold evolved as a Muslim, she began wearing a hijab, the traditional Muslim head covering. For a woman, it's totally voluntary. If you've seen us, you'll know that I wear one and Zeba does not. It's a personal choice, and she chose to wear it on her short visit to China. It may not sound like a big deal, but it may have been the turning point. Marigold's husband stays in Egypt while she boards the plane with triplets. Just two months old. Just imagine. A mother, on her own, boarding a plane with two-month-old triplets. Marigold appreciated when the airline showed compassion and offered to help. But she was being duped. Marigold believes the Chinese authorities targeted her because of her hijab. She was taken into custody on the last leg of her flight. When I come to Urumqi airport, by the Chinese government, they harassed me in the airport to take away from my triplet to another way and take me to an airport, another one room alone. 
ask me more than three hour question a lot of question and then they are uh, talking with me so badly even the three hour i ask from them to where is my uh, kids my kids born only about more than two months they are hungry they need to change diaper please i want my kids they cannot they don't answer my questions this is just a shut up marigold a woman in custody not knowing what was happening wants to see her kids instead chinese authorities put a black hood over her head and take her away breaking her nose in the process her crime let's let marigold explain it in her own words why is this happened this three year what is my crime he say you crime First, because you are Uyghur. Second, because you are you have a, a Muslim religion. Because you are Muslim. I'm repeating it to make sure you understand. First, she says because she is Uyghur. Secondly, because she is Muslim. Marigold was held in custody for two months. She was then released, but with restrictions. Then the police uh, tell me you can uh, go out for permanently time. But uh, your cell phone, your ID, your passport is with us. Uh, you cannot go to anywhere without our permission, or you cannot contact with anybody with phone. And then you can go outside, but uh, anywhere you're doing, uh, 24 hour you are report for us, and they have two police with you. She was released temporarily because of her kids. All three of them were in the hospital. So when I go to an Urumqi Children Hospital, of course, I have two police, Chinese police with me. They wear like normal people, not police clothes. And then, and then the, and, and then Urumqi Children Hospital, the doctor doesn't want, uh, they say, my three kids, all is three different floor. Miracle believed doctors performed surgery on her three kids, and one of her sons died following the operation. Miracle was in denial. Give me like uh, something blanket. I want to give him cover. I want to let him to wake up. And I try to let him wake up, wake up. And then I tell I tell anybody, don't touch. He's sleeping. I want to give him wake up. I want to give him warm. And then I running inside in the hospital. I don't know. I cannot control myself. This feeling is so bad. So after that, the police coming catch me and then want me to stop running and take kids from my hand. And then I scream, I scream, and then I float down like um, I I don't know like what happened like because I just too much for me according to Miracle this happened in late June of 2015 Miracle now wanted to follow Muslim customs but her father quickly told her that wouldn't happen my my son is passed away how and then why we we need to put him to because we are Muslim if anybody die we need to put them to masjid and pray my father says the police doesn't allow to do that. We, they, they want to push us directly, take from um, the hospital to let him to cemetery until police with us and then put anywhere faster, even cannot make dua, even cannot do anything. Her dad explained the realities of being Muslim in China. She couldn't go to the mosque. She couldn't organize a prayer to honor her dead son. She had to take her son's body directly to the cemetery for burial. Meanwhile, her father also reminded her she was being watched, and she had two other children. After burying her son, Marigold was taken directly to her parents' house. She couldn't go shopping, couldn't see other people. She compares it to being in a prison. There were no bars, but she was being watched constantly. I stay in my parents' home with two police, 24 hours with me. 
but this is two police. Uh, every two weeks, change another man, change another man to come stay with my parents and watching us. And then I cannot do anything. If I go to anywhere by go shopping, buy diaper, something, the police coming must be coming with me. And I cannot use a cell phone. That was Marigold's life for months. Being surveilled constantly by this Chinese government with security forces, being relieved every few hours, being forced to live inside with two growing toddlers away from her husband. It all came to a head when she was arrested for the third time. She was grilled by interrogators for three days and three nights. The questions focused on her religion. That was only the first round of questioning. After that, it started over and over again. If the interrogators didn't like the answers, they would beat and torture her. They even used something called the tiger chair. It's a device that immobilizes someone by locking their legs and arms in place. You can't get up, you can't move from one side to the other, and you can't lean forward. The Chinese police forced her to sit in that chair for days. Marigold isn't sure how long, but she knows the torture has given her lifelong scars. My, my ear from that time started blood coming. I lost hearing until now. Her torture was far from done. Mirgo says they shaved her head and used electric probes to shock her. At this point, Mirgo pleaded with her captors to kill her. I didn't tell him to stop, but I told him, kill me. And then he said, no, we don't want to kill you. Let you, let you God, if he's strong, let him to coming to here. So he charged again. After that, I lost all my memory. I don't know what happened. Miracle was taken to the hospital where doctors performed a sterilization procedure to stop her from having any more children. It's a common occurrence in Xinjiang. In fact, according to the Jamestown Foundation report, the Chinese government plans to subject at least 80% of Uyghur women into forced sterilization. Marigold is quickly realizing her treatment is about to get from bad to worse. She was taken to what the Chinese are calling a vocational education camp directly after surgery. Marigold called it hell on earth. It's going to call, people call them consultation camp, education camp. It's not education. It's like only kill people uh, place. It's killing camp only. I will call like that. I witnessed nine women die with me same cell. Because it's too much, we cannot have enough food, we don't have shower, never ever, we don't drink water. We cannot go outside from one small cell, like 40, 40 square feet small cell. Marigold got physically ill. Doctors tried giving her medication to combat the growing effects of mistreatment, but she refused. She said she knew the drugs they wanted her to take would likely kill her. Months later, after watching her friends, other Uyghur women die at the hands of the Chinese, she was given three options. Each option ended in her own death. It's hard for her to explain in her broken English, but to paraphrase, the Chinese government said they could put her in front of a firing squad, hang her, or she could decide to leave her body to science. Oh, and one more thing, and let's let this sink in. If she chose the firing squad, she would have to buy her own bullets. So I told them anything, whatever you like, you can kill me. But I believe I didn't die. God loves me. So they, and then they make the sentences, and then they transfer for me to again uh, jail. Miracle endured constant torture for three years. She witnessed death and starvation. She wasn't allowed to see the light of day for days, even weeks at a time. And those who call those prisons, quote, vocational camps, she says there was no education going on. This strong woman ultimately stood up to the Chinese government. 
She even made it to America onto Capitol Hill to tell lawmakers about the genocide happening in her homeland. Today we are honored to have with us Ms. Tursun. Her story is harrowing, and we are truly grateful for her courage in coming forward. Wait until you hear how Marigold stood up to the Chinese government, how she made it out of China and onto the steps of Capitol Hill, and how the conflicts in Afghanistan and Syria are keeping her from seeing her husband. It's a story you need to hear. I'm Zeba Hassan. And this is Usma Jaffrey. That's on our next episode of this very special podcast series by Momming While Muslim. <laughs>